0: Today's podcast is brought to you by Lander. Based in Montreal, Canada, Lander is the world's first intelligent drag-and-drop instant mastering service by Mixed Genius. So just for being a listener to today's podcast, we're going to give you a free trial. All you got to do is go to Lander.com. That's L-A-N-D-R dot com slash promo slash S-O-D-D. You go there, you're going to get a free trial. Two free MP3s of your master. Uh, Check it out. Let me know what you think. But most importantly, let Lander know that straight out the den sent you. So this week... Um, we got a lot of feedback about our, um, podcast last week, um, speaking on paying to perform, right. And one of the things that, that really came out of that conversation was, you know, well, I understand that you're saying paying to perform and that's, you know, not the right thing to do, but how else do we get exposure, you know, for our next project? And then it got me to thinking about, well, you know what? The exposure portion, like I said, instead of spending that two and three thousand or, or whatever you're paying to perform, you can use that money for your own project. Right. And so it got me to think about other ways to get money for your own project. And and I came around um, the subject of sponsorships. Right. And so this week, we're going to really get into how to get a sponsorship for your next project. So before we really get into sponsorships i i do want to kind of break down exactly what is a sponsor right so first and foremost if you if you're looking into a sponsor you have to understand basically a sponsor is money i mean there's no other way i could i can try to go deep with that subject it is it really boils down to sponsorships are money um and so you you're looking at how you're able to get money Um, for your next project. Right. And so now there are so many different types of sponsorships. You have, um, people that are looking into your, your music, you have companies, you have friends, businesses that there, there are a lot of ways, but the most important thing is, is, is how do you raise capital for your next project? Right. So, um, and you you might be thinking, well, why should I seek a sponsorship instead of just spending my own money? And believe it or not, that's a valid question because when when you're seeking a sponsorship, one thing that you have to keep in mind is that you're asking somebody for money. Um, in turn, you you are gonna be promoting, or they're gonna want something in return. Nobody's just gonna give you money, right? Uh, so you, you have to keep that in mind if if you're gonna give somebody um, a a dollar amount, then they're going to want something in return. So you you have to be willing to give up something. Um, if, if you want to go that route now, if, if you're the type of person that's saying like, uh, I kind of want to keep everything to myself, then a sponsorship may not be for you right now. There are different levels of, of sponsorship. You may have people that are asking, um, for you to give them a piece of of the profits that you make. Um you have some people that may be saying like, "Hey, uh I have product that I want you to to push um in, in videos or, you know, even in in lyrics or, you know, on your person social media. Um that part of you may be giving up. Um and you have some people that are going to say like, "Hey, I I want to see you win. Um but at the end of the day, I I'm going to need my cut back." So You just never know. So you really have to do a lot of research before going into a sponsorship just to make sure that this is the right thing, you know, for you. So. Think about think about this, so you you get that sponsorship, know that you're not going to spend your own money and then you can also use your money in other places like uh, PR services, um, if you want to do more marketing campaigns, all of that, all of those things. Can be used with that extra income that you're not using um, to fund your your, your project. Like um, if if you can figure out the right sponsorship. So now here's the tough part: I, identifying a possible sponsor. Now I know a lot of people may be thinking, like, "Oh man, I want to get my my project sponsored, so I'm just gonna go out there and and just you know contact as many companies as possible." I want to tell you right now that that's probably the wrong thing for you to do, and I'll tell you why. When you contact Um, just a wide variety of sponsors. Uh, You have to keep in mind that these people are being contacted daily. Um, by different people that just like you, you know, there are some people dealing with music. There, there are some people that may be doing some other things, but they're, they're all asking for money, for, for capital, for, for whatever venture that they have going on. So keep that in mind. You don't want to be in a situation where you're just contacting random people to ask you for, um, to ask them for dollars, right? You you want to make sure that you're, you're contacting the right people. and, and, with contacting the right people, you need to be contacting the people that are closely related to your model or, or your, your, your target audience. Right. So the first thing that I'm going to tell you to do is look at the people who are already interested in you. Right. Now, some of those people may be, you know, uh, your other, your friends, you know, um, they may be local businesses. um, But you gotta, you gotta look for it. So I would, the first thing I would do is just look on your social media. There may be people already following you. um, And this may take some time, but most of you know, if, if a brand followed you, you, have a good idea of who they are already. So, if you have a brand that already followed you and your music, then you may want to consider them as saying like, "Hmm, well, if they're following me on social media, then they can see what I'm doing already." So, there may be a chance that we can work something out there. They already have some type of idea um, about my my music or you know my personality and my influence. Um, so. I should contact those people first. Right. So what I want you to do is go through and make a list of all of those people. So look on your social media, look at your local businesses um, and even talk to other artists. You know, other artists may have sponsors that um, that are willing to work with you as well. Uh, because they're they're already used to working with somebody in in that audience, they they already know like oh okay well I work with this artist um, about something and it may be a little easier transition to work with you as well because they they know how to operate um, in that artist setting already. So uh, you want to go into into that direction first and make sure that you have people that are already interested in you. That's the easiest way if you have those people. Now um, if you don't have people that are already interested in you, I would look. Um, to find people that match your brand. And this, honestly, is mo- more important than the people that are already interested in you. Um, you want to find people and make sure that they match your brand. Now, wh- what do I mean by match your brand? Um, have anyone, any of you ever heard of the word synergy? Uh, synergy is basically bringing two things together and they uh, they merge so well that it feels like everything um, is better with them together. Uh, some Some great examples of synergy would be Um, telephone companies right at one point in time before AT&T was huge it was singular Right. And, you know, those companies merged and when they merged, they became bigger. Um, Same thing with Sprint and Nextel. It it made sense for those companies to come together. There were two telecom companies, so they already had their own um, individual markets, but they came together and made their markets bigger and made their products better. Right. So it's the same thing here with your music and your sponsor. Now, I'll I'll take our sponsor for, for example, right. Lander. Um, You guys hear me talk about Lander quite often. But it made sense. This is a podcast that is geared to artists um, in the early stages of their career seeking guidance. Right. So you look at Lander. Lander is a company. They deal with mastering. Mastering is one of the most important parts, um, steps in your music, making sure your music sounds professional and professional. up to par with everyone else. And so it made sense. I'm talking to artists every day. Lander is a company that's, that wants to, to get in the marketplace with more artists. Well, my podcast made sense for them to, to, um, work with because they know I'm going to, I'm on a platform where I'm talking to artists every week. I can always mention Lander and their music. And so it, it wasn't a hard sell. And to be honest with you, I'll tell you exactly what I did to, um, to get lander on as a sponsor i reached out to them they didn't find me i I was looking up companies i found their company um and i can't remember exactly how i found their company but i went to research it, and i was like man this is a great idea they're they were fairly new in the marketplace and i was like man other people should know about lander and so what i did was i went to the about page on Lander I found where they were and you know somebody who I can talk to I emailed that person I gave them a brief um, overview of our company and the podcast and what we had going on in our target and the people the amount of people that we were reaching on a weekly basis and I reached out to them and said like hey this here would be a great market for you guys I think that we together can really move in this marketplace how about giving me a six-month shot And so that's what I did. You know, I I didn't come with a dollar amount. I I told I wanted to prove myself. So I was like, give me six months. I'll show you guys what I can do on my end. And then we can come back and talk numbers. And that's exactly how everything happens. So um, that's just one example. Now, of course, at this time, when I reached out to them, I had already laid a solid foundation on my podcast. I had already uh, built a solid audience. So I had some numbers and real true value um, for them to look at before even talking any numbers. Right. So. That's just one example. But what I want you to do is make sure that you're finding a company um, that matches your brand. Don't just go out here and try to work with Coca-Cola because they're a big company. There may be a local mom and pop store that'll be a little bit quicker to um invest in your brand than coca-cola coca-cola has so many different companies that they can work with but this mom and pop store right here may need more business in in that area go and talk to them they may be willing to cut a check a little bit quicker than coca-cola right so the other thing that i want you to do is ask your peers um about their sponsors you know your, your other rappers um other artists Um, other producers other engineers other you know anyone that's in your field of business ask them about their sponsors ask them have they ever um, reached out to a sponsor how did they get a sponsorship you want to go and get that information and gather that all of these things that you're doing right now is simply to gather a solid list so you can have a good foundation to go on right so say now you've done all of those things and you have a nice list and your list may consist of about, I would say, anywhere between five and 10 names. I wouldn't go anything over that just because that is is there's a good chance. If you start getting over 10 potential lists of sponsors, then you're going to be reaching out to people that really is not beneficial um and is really not a match for you. Right now, most people seek out clothing brands, which that that's cool. um You have people that will seek out startup companies apps you know things of that nature and all of those things are, are, are cool and good to go it's at the end of the day you have to remember that your brand you are a walking billboard and so it, with that being said you're a walking billboard you have to know the, the value of your ad space and so once you figure out your value and you can put a, a true dollar amount on that value now you can go out and and seek people to give you that dollar amount um, for your benefit now you may have to start off with nothing you may start off with free clothes or free free gear or um even free services um and trade for for you know uh you know for for sponsorship that may be the first thing that you do but there's so many ways to leverage that one thing that that i've seen happen is uh you have liquor companies that that are new to the marketplace and so what they'll do is hey if you drink my alcohol in your video, we'll shoot the video for you. Now, it's one of those things where they might have their own staff of uh, producers and directors um, and videographers, and they may already want to use their own staff. So there may not be a lot of creative control in that situation, but you get a high quality video for free and all you got to do is drink a couple of shots of whatever liquor that's going on um, right now. But that's just one way that that happens often. You know, if you guys are watching these videos and, and you're seeing people just, you know, you know, still shots of uh, the newest brand of vodka or the newest brand of tequila or whatever, uh, that's not happening by chance. Those it's a good chance that those people um, are getting paid to have that that uh, product in their videos. And if they're not getting paid a dollar amount, they may be getting that video shot for free. So uh, that's just one thing to think about. But now that you have your list, like I said, five to 10 people, I wouldn't go over five to 10 people. Um, You wanna get into the contacting stage, right? Now, this is a very tricky part of of the system when you're contacting potential sponsors. You really wanna treat them like a new client or a new job. in a sense so if you if you're going out for a new job before you contact any company you want to make sure that your resume is prepped and so in this case your resume is is your sponsorship deck and i'm going to get into that in just a second but Also, when you're trying to contact a new job or you're trying to get a new job or or you're even trying to hire a new client, you got to do your research on that person or that company, right? You're not going to go on and try to get money from a company or you're not going to go and try to get a job from a company if you don't know anything about it. You shouldn't be. Um, Now, I know there may be some desperate situations where it's like, man, I just need a job. so. But in in this situation, you want to research the company, you want to make sure that that company is a perfect fit um, for you and your brand. Right. So know the ins and outs of that company, know who they sponsor already, know what products that they like to push on people, know, know their market, know that their demographic is an 18 to 24 year old market. And that may be the same demographic that you have. Maybe their company that sole focus is the college campus well you know you might be an artist that's on a college campus with a huge fan base so all of these things need to be researched and and determined before you try to contact them at all so you want to have all of this stuff here um at your disposal and, and, and anticipate their needs you know why do they need you you know we i know why you need them and they know why you need them you need money but why do they need you um the one thing that you must realize right now as an artist is not about your music. I repeat, it's not about your music. It's about your influence, right? And, and your influence don't necessarily mean the, the number of followers you have. Um, we we get caught up in that, oh man, my, my fan base is not big. My My social media presence is not that big. Believe it or not, you can have a million followers, right? And only be able to influence about 10,000 of them in the same way you might have 3,000 followers but you have influence on gr two, 2,000 of them so when people are researching you before they give money they want to see they want to know that if you write something people are really listening now you know a, a million followers sounds all good and it looks good on paper don't get me wrong it looks absolutely great on paper But if you're not influencing those million people, then your dollar value goes down. So don't get caught up in those numbers. Just figure out that, okay, I'm really influencing these these certain groups of people and and keep that information documented so you can show it to somebody else. Influence is what's going to get you paid. It's not going to be your music. It just won't. I'm sorry. It's not your music. It's your it's your personality and your influence. Like how many people like to be around you, how many people want to be around you and how many people will tell other people about you. That's influence. That's that's what sells and that's what will get you money in your pocket. Right. So trust me while you're getting all this, this information in that should narrow that list even more. So that five to 10 people that you had, when you identified that possible sponsor, that list may even drop down a little bit more now to about five, um, three to five people just being realistic, right? So now you have a a, a narrowed down list and now you can really go out and try to, to, uh, contact these people. So I mentioned before creating a sponsorship deck or a proposal and how you do that. So, the most important part of this proposal is your executive summary, right? It's almost like in your resume, your objective It is telling them directly why you need their help, who you are. Um, it's, it's a blurb, right? It's typically anywhere between 200 and 300 words, but you want to make sure that you have something tangible that they can read this and want to continue reading your sponsorship deck. Um, but this is the most important part. So it, and I wouldn't try to, go too deep into detail you you don't want to be all wordy but you do want to make sure that you give them the right information and enough to keep going right and so if you're an artist a and i'm from atlanta and blah 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 right so hey i'm an artist a i'm from atlanta um my my demographic is 18 to 24 i'm reaching out to you because i need money for a potential project um this project is such and such and my goal is to reach this certain amount of people. I know that with your help, I can really do that. Um, no fluff, just keep it honest and precise. Now you can look up different examples of an executive summary for sponsorship decks, use your, your Google and, and, and find that out. But you wanna make sure you keep this as personal as possible. You don't wanna have a cookie cutter executive summary to send around to all of these sponsors. You wanna make sure that you detail this directly to them and that means doing research on the company so we're going to go back with our uh, Coca-Cola example we're going to say like hey I know your headquarters in Atlanta Um, I'm from Atlanta I know who you reach and I know the different places that you are I feel that with us being in the same city we're able to move um, and really have a stronghold in this city something like that that's that's very personal to Coca-Cola you know I know your your headquarters is you know located north avenue i believe that's where they're at but you you know you just want to keep it down to precise something to to kind of prick at them and say like okay well at least he did or she did their research to know where we're at and where we're located and things of that nature but that's your executive summary you want to make sure like i said 200 to 300 words um be authentic be precise get straight to the point make sure you are talking the right talk to them um you don't want to Try to sugarcoat or fluff anything. You want to just tell them exactly what they need to hear right now in order to, for them to keep moving on and going through your sponsorship deck. Um the other thing is you want to give levels of your sponsorship or, or options, right? Um most people stick between three or four options. And just some great examples of that is like, well, option A, um for five hundred dollars, you know, um, uh, this is this is what I expect, right? Or this is what I'm willing to give you, um, for your $500 level sponsorship, uh, for $1,000, I'm willing to do this for 5,000. I'm willing to do this and, you know, so on and so forth. I wouldn't go over three or four levels. Um, it's just anything over that when you're, when you're contacting a specific sponsor, maybe a little bit too much, um, information right now, if you're doing the GoFundMe or, um, the, uh, those type of packages, yeah, you can break those levels down as much as you want to. But me personally, I think sticking with three to four different levels, um, is more beneficial than having, you know, 20 breakdowns of different things, but stick to those different levels, right? Now, um, why do you give levels? It goes back to a podcast that I had a while back called eliminating the option of no, right? If you, give people options. And, and if all of those options help you, then in turn, what you're doing is making sure that they, Hey, they're going to stick around and do something with me, right? It doesn't matter if you, it's a win for you. If, if I get $500 from you, I'm winning. Um, if I get $5,000 from you, I'm still winning. So you want to make sure you keep that in mind. Don't give them the option of not helping you, right? You want to make sure that you give them a different levels to where they feel comfortable, um, investing in you no matter what, right? Whether it's a small dollar amount to a large dollar amount. Now you may even want to put a level on there where it's just, you know, merch. Hey, I would love to work with you and get a dollar amount. If 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 dollar amount is not ready for you right now, then hey, I would love X amount of merch. Uh, that way I can bring some presence to your brand. I can show you what I can do on this side. It's kind of like the same thing I did with Lender, a trial period. Hey, give me three to six months. Give me enough merch so I can show you where My I do have influence and I can document that influence you know one great thing that I heard I listened to um it's the real podcast and there are sketch comedians out of New York and they have people come to their homes um and you know they 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 market it as a dinner party but they have people come to their homes and have these great conversations right um and so on their last podcast they had um producer Harry fraud and smoke DZA, um, artist smoke DZA out of New York. And, and, and they went to talking about, um, I believe it was a French Montana story that they had, um, where they were dealing with, um, it may have been MTV or Def jam, some, uh, a record label. I can't remember that part of the story, but this is what's important. There, there were these masks that they had that were, um, You know, it was kind of like some limited edition things. And they they reached out and asked like, hey, I would love to have, you know, uh, me and my brother would love to have um, one of these masks. So um, long story short, they received the box later on and the box had about 100 masks in it right so they they overshipped the amount of masks that they received they only needed two for them they only wanted to have it for them but at at term what what happened they had 100 masks and they were trying to figure out well hey what can I do with it and so what they did was figured out like oh we have free product let's figure out a great way to market this and so what happened was they they went to their social media and said like, hey, we have these masks, we wanna give them away for free. Um, You know, if you want one, hit us up. And so what happened when they did that, they had people reaching out all over the country, All of these things. And and, and it became a burden to them because, honestly, they just wanted to give out the master free, but they didn't want to incur any cost. So it was like, oh, I can't ship this to Australia. That's going to be way too much money for me. I, You know, it. they didn't want to do that. And so what they did, they came back and said, like, hey, if you stay in the metro um, or if you stay within New York, what we will do is hand deliver these things to you. Right. Yes. Send us your address. We'll hand deliver them to you. All we want to do is take a picture um, for social media and they used this i think it was a hashtag something type of tour that they did right and so they just they use that they're sketch comedians so they know how to make things funny but they use that to their benefit so they got some free product and they went around and hand delivered um 98 because they kept two for themselves 98 um of these authentic um limited edition masks and they took pictures and they did these different hashtags and what was so crazy about that is they they built this uproar because those people would hashtag it. They would send it to other people. And now it became a thing where, man, I want a mask. And th- th- these masks didn't exist anywhere else. They were limited edition. And so they created this this huge buzz for themselves because they they had an idea. They just wanted something for free, and they used that and, and used it to their benefit. And so now they went out. And the whole thing behind that French Montana, it was it was some promo product that French Montana had. He saw this. He ended up following them. They now have a relationship and they end up doing business with each other. But it it was one of those things where they had something um, that they used. So it wasn't necessarily a dollar amount, uh, but they had free product and they figured out a way to use that product to benefit their brand and to um, leverage their brand with other things and other people. Right same type of situation if you can't get a dollar amount from a company ask them for product for them for you to give a chance to prove yourself to them right that's all you need. Make sure you document everything, though. If you're if you're gonna get free product, every time you take a picture with somebody, make sure you're hashtagging uh, that that clothing line or that that brand, um, and make sure you're telling the people that you took the picture with to do the same thing. Right. All of this stuff shows influence, brand awareness, and it makes people want to give you more product and more money um, for what you need to do. Right. So once you keep, I want you to make sure you keep all that stuff short and sweet, um, but make sure you have all the necessary info in your uh, sponsorship deck be sure to provide like clear calls to action right calls to action is literally um, you telling the people what you need for them to do right so if they choose level A B or C if you're mailing out these packets then you want to make sure you have something that you can get back have um, a coupon or something in the packet the way that they can choose which level that they're interested in and have a self stamp um, envelope already in the sponsorship packet so they can simply put that in the mailer and bring it back now i'm saying this is kind of an old model um because that's how it used to be now you can also do the same thing um via email which is fine but with the uh email option you want to make sure that you have a reply link um for the level so if you have if they want level a you have a link in there where they can click level a and it'll take you to your website or something uh where they can input their information and so on and so forth for the other levels um like I said earlier on you want to make sure that you personalize everything right don't make this a, a cookie cutter uh sponsorship proposal it's it's not about being cookie cutter if you if you do that guarantee those people can see right through that this is something that you mail to somebody else so you want to make sure that even with your pictures and your your graphs and all of that you want to make sure that it's all catered to that to that person now you can do that by just simply changing the name but you don't want to say company a no make sure that that company a is the name of the company that you're seeking money from and just change that up on each proposal that you're sending out personalize it as much as you can and make sure that you narrow that list down to people that really do fit you don't have to go out and try to get ten sponsors for a project it's just not necessary I'd rather focus on getting two or three that's gonna really give me real dollar amount Um, for, for your, your, your value. Now, once you do that and you send out stuff, you're going to make sure that you got to follow up. Like I said, these companies are seeking or are being sought after daily. And so sometimes they miss things. So you want to make sure you follow up, give them uh, maybe three to five business days to follow up. And, and once you follow up, follow up with a phone call, um, Phone calls are very personal. Right now, there's a good chance when you follow up with this phone call, you're you're not going to um, you may not get a response immediately. But at least following up with a phone call, you, you start to put a voice with with the uh, sponsorship package so you can follow up with a phone call. And then from that point, you can follow up with an email email. Um, all of these things are, are so important now that's just one level of your sponsorship now there, there's also cold calling and, and i won't go too deep into cold calling but i will give you this brief um, information on cold calling cold calling is the same exact thing you want to make sure you have all your research up front but know that if you're not the type of person that's good on the phone you may not want to cold call right now the, the beauty of cold calling, I would suggest doing cold calling to local companies. I wouldn't suggest doing these to major corporations. They get these all the time, and it's not the same. Um, it's not really as beneficial. But if you have a local company or a company that's, um, quote, unquote, smaller, um, this may be beneficial for you. And all you literally have to do is just go in. And tell these people like, hey, this is me, this, you know, I ran across your company um, while I was doing some research for some something, a project that I'm working on. And I, I feel you guys might be a good fit. Um, is there anyone I can talk to about this? You know, I just need, you know, maybe a minute or two. Um, I just want to gather some information so I can, you know, get my ducks in a row. Um, if you do this the right way and there's a great video, um, I'll have to find the link to that and put it in, in in the podcast, but there's a great video on how to cold call um for sponsors. Uh very interesting. Um I think it's like a three minute video, but uh, it can be done. It's it's a little bit harder, but it can definitely be done, right? So the last thing that I wanna do is is talk to you about what to do once you get a sponsor, right? Now, if you're doing this well, you should pick up you know, a couple of sponsors. And if you do pick up a couple of sponsors, then you have to treat those sponsors differently. And here's what I mean by that. If sponsor A um, gave you product, that's great. You know, you you got to respect that. But if sponsor B gave you five grand, then your relationship has to be different. You have to show that company that you're not just another company that gave me money. You, you have to, you have to break down the different levels of your relationship. So if company B gave you $5,000, you got to treat them like they gave you $5,000. And now I'm not saying you shouldn't show any love or respect or any generosity to company A, that's, that would be dumb not to do so. But if company B um, pretty much sponsored the bulk of your project, then maybe you need to have something in place to where they can see the benefit of their dollar. If that's every tour that you're doing, uh, going around that their name is first, um, on that banner with the other company, maybe a little bit smaller. Um, if their logos are bigger, um, all of that stuff makes, a huge difference when you're you're dealing with people that gave you money as opposed to the other people so you want to keep that stuff in mind it's not a game you don't want to think that oh they both gave me money so i can treat them the same that's absolutely the wrong thing to do you have to be sure that you're showing um the company that provided you with the most money that it made sense for them right so that's pretty much it um i'll, I'll just just to recap you know, going over why you should seek a sponsor instead of, instead of spending your own money, you can definitely use that money um, that you have for other things, you know, PR and things of that nature. you got to identify that possible sponsor. Uh, look at people who are already interested in you uh, via your social media. Look at local businesses and other artists. Uh, find out the people, you know, find people that match your brand. You want to have that real synergy in place. Um that want to sponsor you and, and you want make sure it's a company that you're comfortable with, um, that your brand would be representing as well. Uh, ask your peers about their sponsors, how did they obtain their sponsors, gather that information from there. You want to make sure you have a, a nice list, uh, five to 10 people. And, um, uh, and once you have that list, you want to make sure you do your research on those people. Um, and so you can break it down, anticipate their needs and find out if they really match, uh, what you have going on from there. You should narrow your list down a little bit more, maybe three to five people at that point, And you want to go ahead and create a sponsorship deck, uh, from there, make sure you have an executive summary, 200 to 300 words. That's really the main objective of why you're contacting them, um, give different level options. Uh, I suggest three to four. Um, you can even have a free option in there that includes them just sending you product. Um, and I would definitely use that product to market yourself. If you're going to put it on social media, hashtag everything. Um, and send them that, that info so they can see the influence and the likes and all of that stuff on it. Um, it. it really does help out later on in the future. Uh, keep, keep all that information short and sweet. Make sure you keep the information relevant and necessarily and specific to them. Um, and, and and provide a clear call to action. Whether that's a if you're doing a mailer, um, it's um, a, a coupon or a voucher that they can send back in. And, and if you do do a mailer, make sure you include a self stamped envelope. Do they have a mailing system? Absolutely. But you including that self stamped envelope is just a courtesy, a professional courtesy. And once people see that, they they'll know that you're taking yourself serious, right? Um, personalize everything personalize every absolutely everything don't do this thing as a bulk option make sure that you personally label the company that you're seeking on everything um and follow up make sure you follow up um three to five business days is what i would suggest with following up and once you obtain that sponsor make sure that you treat them appropriately if you have multiple sponsors treat um make sure that you know the relationship know who gave you the money versus who gave you just product uh, keep all of that stuff in mind right so that's it for this week um hopefully you guys enjoyed the conversation uh like i said before we're gonna try to get a little more deeper in these things and we're gonna have a few guests on the show that can break them down a little bit better than i can um, but i definitely appreciate you guys for listening as i said last week um if you found this podcast on soundcloud i do appreciate you listening on soundcloud you should see a link um right there in in the notes uh be sure to click that link and subscribe on itunes um itunes is really a big deal for us It, it does help us to reach other people and if you especially if you rate and review uh the podcast the more um rate rated and and reviews that we get we're able to get into different places uh different marketplaces um, and so that's very helpful when getting this information out there most importantly if you like what you hear here, tell somebody else about it. Um, I would greatly appreciate it. Um, and let me know when you do tell people about it, hit me up on Twitter, anything, all things, social media is straight out the den. That's S T R the number eight O U T D A D E N. I would love to hear from you. Um, and let me know that, that we're doing, you know, a a good job here. So the feedback is always good, good or bad. I want to know uh, what you guys think. So like I always say, if you guys have a dream. Pray on that dream, research that dream, and work until that dream becomes a reality. With that being said, I'm Jay Good Straight Out to Den. See you guys next week.